Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. We're recording this just after what will hopefully prove to be a vital win for the Reds at St James's Park. Uh, 2-0 win over Newcastle, not necessarily the most convincing performance in the world, especially after Newcastle went down to 10 men. But we scored two great goals, kept a clean sheet, picked up three points and we're back in the hunt for top four. Uh, my name's Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and I'm joined for this one by Julian Richards and Ian Brown. Okay, bit of a weird game overall, but you know, three points is what we all wanted beforehand. So, are, are we happy? A little bit unconvinced? Is it mixed emotions? What are you feeling, Brownie? Um, tough one to analyse, to be honest. Uh, this, the result was absolutely superb before the game. We'd have took that, wouldn't we? Um, but having watched the game and looking at the context and the circumstances, I'm a little bit annoyed. <laughs> I probably I shouldn't be when you think about how the season's gone in general and you know it's a it's a great week two really big wins but I'm a little bit pissed off with how we played I want to be heading into Tuesday night feeling like yeah we're, we're on our way back but we just saw more of the same without the ball for me in that game there um dude don't get me wrong with the ball there was some really good moments like you could you could see that we're coming yeah. alive again the front yeah. three look like they've got um a little bit of a, a groove going, don't they? You can tell that they've had a few games together now, like Gakpo starting to fit in nicely. There's definitely good signs there. Darwin looked great. Um, but just without the ball, especially against 10 men, like as soon as it goes to 10 men, that game should have been completely dead and yeah. over and we shouldn't have even had any thought that they could get back into it. But I think I mentioned on the, on the group chat, I didn't really trust us and the performance after that proved why because we were just really passive we should not have allowed them to have as much possession and just get to the edge of the box as much as they did. When when you're playing against ten men, the one thing you can't allow is just them to just stroll around with the ball. They just they just can't have that much time. Like I thought, our pressing was pretty poor. Um, so it's a tough, yeah, it's a really tough one to analyse because you, you've got to be really happy with the result. But for me, I'm a little bit concerned about the performance because we need to be better than that. Is how I feel. Jules. Mm-hmm. I think the first um, thing is to say is the result is paramount at the moment. Performances will come later. Results are, are all that matters. And Newcastle have only lost one game this season to us. Um, they've been pretty good at home. They've barely conceded goals. So, as, as Brownie said, if you, let's, if you take context into it, going away, winning 2-0, great result. There's, there's really nothing to complain about. I don't think we're going to see performances like improve in a straight line um, going up um, as the season. You know, it's going to take a little bit longer than that because we were so badly out of form. Um, but I do take the point that, especially in the second half, um, we looked very, very passive. Like considering we were, we had the extra man, it didn't look like we had the extra man, mm. which is weird. Um, I know that Howe kept like the two strikers, the two quick lads up top to try and get in behind us, and they were getting in behind us. There was, um, but there seemed to be like no real. We exerted no real, not control, but sort of emphasis, like oomph on the game. You know, we weren't really pushing. Now maybe we didn't have to push because we were two 0 up and we had extra man, but it did seem weird that we didn't see, seem to like try to to do more. But I chalk that down to just we've been so badly out of form. These things aren't going to come back straight away. So whereas after they they got uh, Pope sent off, you know, I was I I, I said the same as you, Dave. Like oh, I want to smash these everywhere now. The reality is is that we're not in a position to be smashing anybody at the moment because we've been so poor. Um, so just to 
I suppose, keep a clean sheet, get the win, and then in the last 15 minutes, we, you know, our XG went from like one or whatever to 2.7. We had good chances. Jota especially had good chances. So in the end, you know, we, we did start to create things, but we weren't we weren't ruthless. But Jota wasn't going to be ruthless because he's been out for so long. Hmm. So I take I take both your points. It is a weird game, and I wasn't entirely happy with it uh, when we had the extra man. But I also I am I am realistic. I don't think we're really going to see quality 90-minute performances from this team now again this season. I think you're going to see fits and starts and occasional glimpses, and it's just about results. It has to just be about results. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to say I'm well happy, but then you two are well happy as well, so I'm, I'm misrepresenting how you two feel, but I'm satisfied, I suppose, is the best way of saying it. I'm satisfied with that. I don't think it repairs a lot of problems, but I don't think all the problems would be repaired quickly anyway. So, it's again just about getting those results. See, you know what my main takeaway is from that? Go on. Nathan Jones was right, and we all laughed at him last week. We all took the piss <laughs> out of Nathan Jones when, like, he said about like the um, they were they were ahead against Wolves, and then Wolves got a man sent off, and they lost two one. And he said, you know, it, it was harder playing against ten men. And look what happened today. We were shite after they went down, after they went to ten. You know, I, I was we're two 0 up. It, it can like be hard to score. play against ten though, well, can't it? Like it doesn't yeah, always happen, but it can be. My my view on that though is like it's difficult to play against ten men when you're like nil nil and you've got to chase and try to break them down and they're yeah, sitting back. That wasn't the case today. Exactly. And, you know, that's yeah. what was so annoying about it was I thought Newcastle were really good when they were down to ten, yeah. and they shouldn't have been. You know, okay, they've left two players up front, which is kind of like it's a brave move. Not many teams do that, but it made sense for them to do it. Like they've got two quick, skillful lads up front. So leave them there and then hope to just, you know, get them into space, get them running at us. The The problem wasn't so much with them two, you know, like what they were doing, because Sam Maxman's like pretty much unstoppable when he's, when he's in the mood until he gets in front of goal and then like he doesn't convert but right up to that point like there's not much you can do to stop him you've got to stop them getting the ball and yeah I, it's I just, the source isn't it? yeah and i think that was our problem was like I, I didn't feel like that the midfield were anywhere near as good to, um today as they were against everton i didn't think like the energy and the pressing was, was as good um Playing a better team though today as well. Oh yeah, much better. There team. is that, yeah. and, and away from home where we've been shite. I, much as I don't want to say it, I was impressed with Newcastle. I thought they were. I thought they played well. You know, all things considered. I mean, they started the game well, and it was like a basketball match early on. It was just end to end, and you know, Allison's made the save early on, but I wasn't particularly worried because I just I thought like we can get him behind these easily. And we were doing, you know, it was like when the right when the ball was right, we looked like we were going to get in behind them, and we've scored two absolutely brilliant goals, great football, lovely goals. Everything was set up for us to get like that big morale boosting, big win, you know. Especially they go down to ten, we're two 0 up against ten men. They've had to make the, the the change with the goalkeeper, so like you know, one of the best keepers in the league, he's gone off. Everything was there for us to just go and get like five, six, whatever, and. After it went 10v10, I just... And at the first half, I'm okay with that because I just felt like their change of system, it's going to take a little time for us to adapt to what they've done, you know, because you, you prepare to play against a team that's playing a certain way. You see how much like analysis goes into all of this these days. You know, we were told, Newcastle are going to do this, this and this. This is what you do to counter it. Then all that goes out the window 
and they're doing something completely different because they're down to 10 men. So we're reacting to that and figuring out what they're doing. I thought we'd get to half-time, Klopp and like the video people would say, right, this is what they've changed to. Here's where the space is. This is where you need to exploit them. You know, you, you, you get them in these areas, like, and, and this is how we're going to do it. And we just didn't. And that was the, the, the frustrating thing. But I don't want to focus too much on that because it's a game where I did I did fancy us to win today. I, I did feel quite confident, especially when you like you look at who they had missing. You know, Wilson's only fit enough for the bench, Gimenez isn't playing, Willock's out. I mean you looked at their team and you thought, yeah, we should win this today. Um so it went kind of as I expected, but then you just want more, don't you? When it, when they go down to ten, you'd feel like it's a bit of a missed opportunity. But the main thing was getting the three points just to to build on the derby win because you, you, you've got to build momentum bit by bit, you know, and it's going to take like, you know, whatever happens against Real Madrid, we might lose against Real Madrid. I don't think we will, but we might. If we do dismiss that, it's, it's about like get, putting a run together in the league. The main thing, like we've got Palace next week. Don't lose that game. Don't necessarily have to win because it's a, it's a tricky game, but don't lose it. Just keep something, you know, just keep a bit of momentum going because when you look at like the table, it's like as shit as we've been, you know, it's not beyond us to get fourth. It's, it's far from beyond us. I mean, by the time, if we win our, our next two league games, we'll be level on points with Newcastle before they play their next match. And I think their next match is City away. So, you know, there's other teams not in the mix as well. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Fulham and Brighton ahead of us and, and Tottenham. So, it's not just, you can't just have one eye on, on Newcastle and go, right, that's it. We've just got to get above them. But currently, they're fourth. So, that's, that's what you're looking at. But there is other teams we've got to overhaul as well. But, um, yeah, it is. It's just about getting momentum going and, and starting to look a bit more like ourselves. And I think probably overall we've got to say that that was another relatively small I'm, step. I'm, I'm, in not the right sure direction. I'm not and, sure it was. I'm not sure it was. I mean, well, I think it's a small step in the right direction because we've scored two really good goals. Now, you look at what we were doing in those other way games, fucking Brighton and... Brentford and and Wolves and we were it was the attacking pissed me off more than the defending I keep yeah, saying no, that that's and I, I, that's I still feel like you know we're flawed you know we're not at our best we've got some significant flaws in the team goals cover that up and we got two early goals today and and look what happens you know we've got the win because we've we've taken chances now what happens after that with the chances and the second half was an absolute joke the the finishing and just wasting. You know, great opportunities to to just run the score up. I mean, that was pitiful, but I don't mind because we'd already scored the two goals, so it didn't matter. But that's the thing is like the forwards are what's going to get us out of this mess. You know, if we start scoring regular goals, we'll be all right. And that, so that's good. We've done that today. You know, Darwin's got his goal, which we said the other night. It was his turn. You know, Mo scored the other night. Gakpo scored the other night. Darwin's playing well, and it's like okay, you you just need your goal now. You know, it's your turn, and he gets it. Really good finish. Um, and then Gakpo gets one as well. So the forwards are starting to, to, to click. And that's what we need for us to start climbing the table. Because whatever you say about the midfield, this and the defence is letting in goals, all that, you can cover all of that up with like prolific strikers who are banging in goals. You know, as I said the other night, you're not going to win a title like that, but you will get top four. You know, if, you've, if your strikers are banging in goals, you, that's enough to get you in the top four. Now, to go beyond that, that's you've got to fix the other areas of the team. But, you know, we've got players coming back now. Uh, you know, Diaz should be back in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to have him back. That's going to be huge getting him back because, you know, I, I, don't, I don't fully trust Jota, to be honest. And I'm not judging him at the moment because he's coming back from injury and that, but it's been, like, quite a while before 
you know, since, since like he looked really sharp and you know there's reasons for that but he's still got to prove it to me you know is he is he going to get back to that level where he was like you know he was starting to look like Fowler well we, we need him to get back to that uh, but Diaz coming back that'll be a massive help but where does Diaz come back in now because well, Darwin's it, looking good left yeah. and Gakpo's just starting to get in the goal that's the so interesting one difficult. but put it this way you know everyone playing at the best well Diaz is in the team it's, it's you figure the rest out. He's playing, you know. Diaz is playing left wing. Obviously, you're going to have Mo on the right, and then you've got to make the decision. Then, well, I'm going with Gakpo, or I'm going with Darwin, and some of that's going to depend on like the opposition and and you know how you want to play or whatever. Because you know Darwin's going to run in behind, Gakpo's going to be coming to get it into feet. So you've you've got options. That's the thing. But I just can't wait to have Diaz back because he was electric, and until he got injured, he was like one of the few players he was not shit this season. You know, he still looked at his level so it might take him a, a while to come back because he's been out for so long you know he may not just come straight back to form but he does look like the kind of player who would just immediately come back and just be be fucking boss again you know he doesn't look like someone who's like oh it's going to take him three or four weeks to get his touch back he, he's such a natural you just think he'll just come back and he'll just be really good straight away but you know that remains to be seen but um want to talk about the first goal it's uh, just brilliant great ball by trent Brilliant finish. Did you think it was on ball at first? I didn't celebrate it. <laughs> I'm gutted now because I sat there and I was like, nah, that's not a goal. Just be, it just from that angle, you know, from behind, it just looked to me like it hit his hand. So I didn't even celebrate it. So I felt a little bit robbed. I guess that's VAR, isn't it, really? With yeah. having that well, in the game. You get that with pretty much any goal now. You've always got it in the back of your mind. Are they going to be like looking at an offside like 30 seconds ago or something? So yeah. you can never be completely sure. Uh, I celebrated. I didn't think it was on ball, and I also was looking at Darwin. He didn't seem to have any doubts whatsoever. Now, if you're taking, if if VAR's not a thing, I'm not trusting a Uruguayan striker at all. <laughs> I'm not trusting him when he's like, he's celebrating and going, "No, no, I didn't have ball." But when VAR's there, there's no point you're trying to be like convincing. Do you know what I mean? Because it, 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 it either it's either hit your hand or it hasn't, and nothing you do like pleading your innocence or trying to make out nothing's gone on that that's irrelevant because they've got the camera so they're gonna know um so i looked at him and thought he's sure that it's not it is and so I, I felt pretty confident about it well, it took so fucking long though that check and the second goal the check for that both of them yeah the second one was a scandalous check by the way what yeah. what were they even looking for when they eventually drew the lines after five minutes and there's about a foot didn't need the lines there's about a foot in between the two lines you, you know didn't what, need the lines you know what I just put that down to though they were absolutely shitting shit themselves after last, of, yeah, last week. Of Lee Mason yeah. Lee Mason's like got the bullet for like the mistakes he made and you just feel like they were like look we, we can't afford to get anything wrong here we'll double check it and we'll triple check it but it, it's going to be it's going to be right because it was so frustrating to watch because you, you know there's nothing wrong with it and it's the, the goal's going to be given but it just took forever but um yeah it's just that made up for Darwin just absolutely that first goal was brilliant like the the to control that because I mean it's a great ball by Trent but it is slightly out of his reach and it's a really yeah. awkward one to bring down and you, you owe a little bit to luck don't you when well, you control it, it like that hand, yeah yeah it's it's a little bit lucky in that sense yeah. but even more so though what I loved about it was how he composed himself for the finish he didn't snatch at it as it came down you actually saw him like reset himself he took the extra second didn't yeah he? he took that extra split second where you're like no it's all about contact and then he just absolutely smashed it in it was superb which, really which is ball. interesting because I'm sure a red comment from him um, a week or so back. Remember, he done like he done two interviews. He done one, uh, one with Sky, 
and one with somebody else and, and the quotes got reported and one of the things he'd said was like you know Klopp had said to him stop snatching at chances you, you have more time than you think take that extra second and you know compose yourself and that that's exactly what you've just described there when he could have just fucking blammed that as he was running through but like he, he, he let it bounce and sit nicely for him set himself and then just leathered it past the keeper so yeah just a um, great goal made up for him Jules you got anything to say about that because we know you hate Darwin so <laughs> uh, I didn't celebrate it either <coughs> Because you I hate him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to have to give him credit now. I was, I was oh, fuming. Dave's going to be fuming. unbearable. I was fuming. We, 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 we were winning because he'd scored. I'd just rather not win. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing that gave me pause was it didn't look like handball to me, but I think it was Trippier was like really vociferous in claiming it was handball. Now, I know he's opposition yeah. player and I know they claim, but in hindsight it was obviously he was the wrong side and from his side it probably did look yeah, like a handball so that was the only thing that gave me pause um but it was a quality goal all around great great crossing pass whatever you want to call it from trent um and Nunez did well to sort of adjust because it sort of bounced or you know he took it well and then it bounced back at him like yeah. like a whiplash on him um and he is like you know Carragher was referring to the commentary he's not really a player for like i'm gonna finesse this but nor was that really a blam. It was a really clean, crisp strike. Yeah, like you know, nearly burst the net as well. Wasn't yeah, it was. It was like it was really sweet. It was like um, it was like sort of you know a power meter on PJ Golf in the old days. It just really hit it like as sweetly as you can. And it's going. It's going as hard and as fast as it can. And it's great. It's great. Like every time we were getting it in the first half, we were getting away. I was just like yelling at the telly, just give it, just get it down the channel. Whenever Nunez was down there, just give it. Just give it a Darwin, get the afterburners on. Because, yeah. again, everyone think, you know, it's all fun and games calling him a shit Andy Carroll, but he's fast as fuck. He couldn't he be really any more is. different to Andy Carroll no, other it, than the ponytail. No, and he's got a ponytail. That's, that's, that's literally it. But I know, so like, lazy, that, isn't it? I know it's the reductive shit of, uh, of, of, of shit football fan songs that we have to live with these days, but... He's he's so quick. I just like unleash him. Just let him go. I'm not even I'm not even asked if he falls over the ball or like doesn't get it across. I just want it'll stretch the play by by making them think. Fucking hell, he's quick. And we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on him because and then if free, this is where you sort of Mo will stop getting double teamed if if Nunez is like a real threat down down the other side. But yeah, I was a it was a quality goal. It was made up for him because again like he's a being I I. I He's been unfairly maligned for some of the chances he's missed. He's been and he's had like some bad bad fortune or whatever you want. But nothing. I'm not going to go into that. He's chaos. He's dynamite. All that shit. But what I will say is like it, a, a confident fire in Nunes is obviously going to help us massively. I and do I think he's going to be. I really. I'm convinced now that he's going to be that good. I d- I'm not sure whether he'll ever be scoring at the rate that Mane or Salah is. I'm not sure that'll ever happen. I think, I think he, he might, might just score be. A... More. Well, I I think based on the chances he gets. Yeah, that's the, the, the only reason. I, the the only reason I say it is because those two did it immediately, and it's quite unusual sometimes for players to suddenly go nuts. But he might. I mean, obviously, I hope he does. And uh, you know, I quite like. I I've why I do I do stand by. He's a bit of a bland merchant every now and then. 
I don't mind the little bland merchant. I like someone having a dig test and a keep. It's better than passing it five times around the penalty area for someone P-rolls it in because they're off balance and caught off guard from a shot from seven yards. Yeah. No problem with that at all. He just needs refinement though, doesn't he? And that's why I like the finish tonight because that was a sign I, that he is starting to refine it a little bit by just taking that extra um, split well, second, if, if, something if he wasn't doing. The, if the thing about the coaching staff, Klopp saying like you're snatching at things, it's true. Then obviously he's taken that on board, which is again it's heartening that he's he's he is learning he is learning and altering his game. But I get I just think like he was in a, he's in a misfiring team and he'd come back from the World Cup and you know he he'd had a little bit of an injury and everything and you just want to get going and you're so eager you can be over eager and I think that was what's happening to him as well. He was just a little over eager because he strikes me as the player that like you know has that sort of. In killer instinct that he wants to, I want to fucking, I want to get it, I want to get it, and sometimes it can, it can just be, it can just translate into just over eagerness, and you go in that little bit too early, and it's all about those very fine margins when you're playing up top in in, in elite football. I think the World Cup has, has fucked up a lot of players, just in terms of the rhythm, and you know, not just ours. I mean, obviously we get Canate comes back and gets injured, Virgil comes back and gets injured. Hendo I don't think we're any benchmark of injury. No, no, but Hendo <laughs> comes back and he's he's shite. It took him a while, you know, to, to shake that off. Um, De Bruyne's been in and out at City. He's not starting all the time. You know, it, it's. I do think like uh, the World Cup has disrupted rhythm of of certain players. Um, I, I look forward to this off season. This like proper normal off season. You know, COVID, the the COVID season, the World Cup, mm. it's all sort of, you know, concertinaed into this d- difficult period for the players. I look forward to the season finishing with the Champions League final and then a full two months Get of no league normal. football. Yeah. yeah, just it, 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 and I'm sure the players and the and the fans of other teams, most fans of other teams, are you just need to reset it now. It's been, it's been a mad three years, and in, you know, it it needs. To, I'm 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 done with the, the mad three years. I just need to go back to normal, please. Mm. Just on Darwin, um, the concerning thing now that was about his shoulder, didn't it? I don't know if you saw yeah. Klopp after the game. I was Out really till April now, that'll be the thing, won't it? Misdiagnosis. Like, it didn't look that bad, like because he, he played on for a bit afterwards and he had that run and Were you on about Dan said it was a broken clavicle? No, well, it, it might be. What I'm saying is, after it happened, obviously he was hurt and he got up and he, he played on for a bit and he had that run and then and the shot and the keepers made a good save. Uh and then immediately after that, he's gone down and he's holding it. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, because I, I thought he'd got over it. That's, oh, it mustn't be that bad. He's carrying on. He's just had that great running shot. But um, it is a worry because, I mean, how long are you out with something like that? Like, it's it's not a quick thing, is it? I mean, it's I'm definitely just, not for us. Yeah, you know? I'm just desperate for Tuesday, but I just don't see how there's any chance for him to be. I just hate the thought of him missing any game because I, I, I keep know. saying it like when he's not playing I'm like oh I don't even want to fucking watch he's I do like, love watching him play oh, and it, yeah. it's the pace for me like the, going back to what you said earlier about his pace there was a um, ball over the top early in the game where Pope had to come out and he gave Trippy a like 10 yard head start mm, and he just absolutely past yeah. blew past him it was unbelievable I know Trippy is not like exactly a, a pacey defender quick. necessarily he's not slow though is he he's not Kyle Walker but he's, no, he, he's but quick. he just he burnt him off though didn't he yeah. he just walked past him and I, I was like that'd wow. be an interesting one actually Darwin against Kyle Walker yeah yeah, I don't think I've seen anyone. Actually, who was it? I saw Mbappe in the World, World Cup. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Just I couldn't believe totally that. destroyed him. I think I mentioned yeah. it on the group. I've never I seen anyone never do seen that to Kyle Walker. No. And he, 
And it wasn't even close. He no. just walked past them like he was a little baby. And he mad. was still accelerating past them by the time he'd reached the yeah. ball. Yeah. Um, I don't think Darwin's that quick. He's not as quick as Mbappe. But, yeah, it would be interesting. Um, second goal, lovely football again. Brilliant ball by Mo, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd love seeing Mo do that. Yeah, love. Yeah, just tell you what though, that. it's a, it's a, it's a, um, from Gakpo, it's brilliant. To like, a lot of people look at that and just think, well, the run, but the way yeah. he took it for me, like, because when you watch the watch it back, the ball's spinning like mad, and they're horrible to control. The touch because, is great. Yeah, because normally when it, the ball's spinning that much, it flies off you like a pace, and well, it did come. It, it got away. It got away from him a little bit. <laughs> Oh, come on. You can't fucking question my touch, Dave. Come on. You can say anything you want. You talk about my ankles, but not No, you, you're definitely a silky player. I'll give you that. Thank you. But anyway, no, it was just the way it was spinning, and you thought, that can easily get away. And it did. It was like half a yard outside of him, wasn't it? But the way he yeah. finished, it was brilliant. Really, really good. Long legs. He was able to just stretch and get there before yeah. Pope. Uh, Starting to get confidence like in his game minutes, as well, though. It was like it was. It was really. We were two 0 up after about twelve minutes or something. Mad it's a like mad that. opening, like you it's said. Usually it was like the opposite way, isn't it? <laughs> usually two down. Uh, <laughs> no, so yeah. I mean, at that point, I just didn't think there was any way we were not winning the game because Newcastle don't score many. And, and they we, haven't we, scored we, many recently, have they? No, They've got like three goals in seven. Once Almiron's like mad spell ended, and he, he just reverted back to normal. I like him, by the way. I'm not knocking him. He's, he works his bollocks off. A couple of times, Mo would have been clean through, and he was the one who chased back and, and, and stayed with him. Like, I mean, his work rate's just phenomenal. But, um, yeah, once his like, mad spell of goals dried up a bit, and then Callum Wilson's in and out, so they, their goals have dried up, and I thought, they're not going to score. But every corner they had, I was like, shit, they're going to score here from the corner. They, was, they were just winning everything. Every ball that came in, it felt like they were getting ahead on it. And they missed a couple of free headers from corners. So that was the big concern, was that. And any time Sam Maximan just got running at us. Um, but the sending off, really, it, it should have changed the game massively. And I don't really think it did. But the sending off was fucking hilarious. Hilarious, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I mean... We've seen that before with Allison with the with the big kick, Mo running in behind. He's come out and he he'd come out earlier and he'd headed one away. I think it was the one you were talking about, Brownie, when when Darwin was running. Yeah, he'd come yeah, out and done was. a diving header, didn't he? Uh, to to clear it. And he's tried to do the same thing again, completely missed it and then grabbed it with two hands. And it's like it's the clearest red card ever, and yet all I'm hearing is like, you know, Jamie Redknapp going on about it's harsh. Oh Eddie God. Howe actually said, it, he said it, it was a harsh red card. He went, I suppose technically it's a handball. I'm like, harsh? Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, his bosses have executed people for less serious offences than that. <laughs> and he's talking about harsh. And like, I suppose technically it's a handball. Well, yeah, it's technically, it's a handball because he puts two fucking hands on the ball to stop Mo from, from running clean through and scoring. And it's staggering that like people are trying to suggest that this is harsh. And the only reason why they're saying it is because they feel bad for him because he's missing the cup final. Well, tough yeah, shit. It. You know what I mean? That doesn't that's come into it. Tough does shit. not come into it. it I can understand Eddie Howe saying what he said because he's a manager. He's wants to, you know, all the bullshit about protecting your player and backing your player and all that. But Jamie Redknapp, shout out to him by the way. It's got to be one of the worst shouts you've ever heard. One of the worst takes I've ever seen in football punditry. That. 
but he kept double, he like doubled down on it though. Yeah. He said it at half time, and I thought, fuck off, somebody will have a word with him. And then he he was on about it after the game as well. It's one of the worst takes I've ever heard in my life. Like, how can anybody watch that and say it's not a red card? It's the like, very definition Mo- of it. Mo's just gonna like so yeah. There's somebody covering, but what you're telling me like a defender standing on the line is gonna stop Mo Salah running through. A goalkeeper yeah. can't even do it. Fucking it's more likely Mo will just put it wide. I know, well, it's on his right foot, so he would have had to stop to cut back in onto his left. What uh, I like to know. If I'm how that's probably what I'd have been arguing. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, he's on his right foot, isn't it? Is it like a clear goal scoring opportunity? What I liked about Pope's, the fuck up, is once he's missed the header. And then he, yeah, he, the, he wiped the just, defender the out. Complete, the, yeah, the complete. <laughs> First of all, it's the complete like miss of the head. It's a it's a it's a it's a hat trick of, of of comedy. He misses the header like he closes his eyes like a kid who doesn't want to head the ball. Misses, falls over, then panics and goes shit. I just better grab it. Then goes oh no, I can't grab it. And lets it go and then <laughs> trying to clear it takes out his own defender as well. <laughs> it's just absolutely. And then realizes cl- he's out of the final. You know, yeah, like on, this, and then, on the Simpsons where it's like you can pinpoint the moment where his heart yeah his heart rips out. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's actually in the Simpsons. He's Cletus, the slack George yokel. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dead ringer for Cletus. Google it, you'll see. But um, So, yeah, he misses the final, and the Dubravka comes on, and he can't play in the final because they loaned him out to United. He played for them in the cup. So he's cup Left side. Left Carrius. And it's, it's going to be good old Loris Carrius playing next week. Just uh, It's just, as you say, comedy of errors. Um just on the subject of Eddie Howe, um, first manager in history to lose 10 in a row to us. Not even Moyes has managed that. <laughs> He's lost 10 games in a row to Liverpool. Just I just read that on Twitter. So Didn't we lose it. to them once at Bournemouth? I think we did, didn't we? We were winning as well, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we've probably three, played 10 games since. Yeah, we will have done. We did definitely lose at Bournemouth at one point. It feels... Was he in charge of... No, he was in charge of Newcastle last year. Then Did he have a year out when he got sacked from Bournemouth? Yeah. Is that how, what, yeah I don't that... think it was a full year, was it? He hasn't been anywhere else in between, has he? No, no it's just... It, seems, it feels like that wasn't that long ago. When, I think his Ox scored. Don't remember. be trying to pour cold water on, on me stat that I've seen on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, I'm... I, you know. <laughs> James Pierce retweeted it, so I'm, I'm assuming that, that like James Pierce has fact-checked it. To save me having to do stuff like that, I've seen it. I like the stats, though. Yeah, I'm going to use that. So if it's not true, blame James Pierce because he retweeted it. Well, he gets blamed for everything else. Yeah, he does. The poor bastard. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, the sending off happens, and we just kind of lost our way for a bit, didn't we? Well, they just—they were very energetic with ten men, which was, I think, probably caught us by surprise. Um, And I I get—I—I'm not really going to criticize the commentary because I get it. They're selling a product. But like they they were obviously desperate for Newcastle to score. Alright, well desperate for them to score the next goal and then like Carragher's going on about like the atmosphere and you'll be great if they score one goal, the next goal it's like will it? I don't know, like and all they do is sing about going up the league and going to Wembley and Did you know, know, I think it was it was weird the way they kept saying uh, like if they were just pushing this narrative, like you know, oh, you know, Newcastle, are, they're still in this game. They still look like yeah. Well, I, I put I'm that like, down to just trying to keep men. It's trying to keep the viewers more. watching, isn't it? Because yeah. if you're a neutral, you turn over. Yeah, I do turn over. Combination of things. It's it's what you're saying, Jules. About yeah, keep the viewers watching. But Cara is a tough listen on our games. You know, for, for me, 
He's a very tough listen, but he's too emotive. Like I felt like he was just panicking a bit. The stuff you know, he says about us, he, he, what we're saying in the group chat, and we're like panicking as fans, aren't we? Yeah. He, if that was another team, he wouldn't be quite as um, extreme in what he's saying, basically. I'm he's not particularly sure they should put him and Neville on, on their own team games, I agree, to be honest. I yeah. agree, 100%. I don't think they should be. It's not, it's not... It happens in America, but only on, like... You know, when you, it's the local station, so, like, you know, NBC Boston will have like Brian Scalabrini commentating on the Celtics um, because he used to be a Celtics player because it's local to Boston. But, I, you know, it's, these are national TV games. I don't think you should... I think it should be, you should just recuse them because they, you, ask, you ask them to be impartial. They can be like studio pundits. That's fine. But when it's actually the commentary... Yeah. You're asking being part. He's I, the one thing as a I will fan, and he's panicking. He's watching it live. Yeah, it's it's he? like, like you know what it is. It's like when you're watching Dan in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this like panicky, nervous, like negative everything shit. It's like <laughs> that's just how it came across. It was just like listening to like to Dan. The only thing I will say is I have no idea who Sky would have as a replacement because all of their other co-coms are appalling these days. They yeah. must. This must be the worst, and they've had like. Alan Brazil be a co-commentator for them in the past. This must be the worst selection of co-commentators they've ever had. Like I like Neville, uh, and I like Carragher. But I don't think they're good that, commentators, Neville and Carragher. Though I think they're no, really but good I like listening the to them. They're not they're not like finesse. Football, but yeah, they're, they're, enough for me. But like the was the alternative like Alan Smith oh, or oh, Don no, Goodman? They're awful. They're awful. You know the I can't who had them. Is it Michael? Someone had Michael Dawson on. And he was so, he was so high pitched, you could barely hear him over the crowd. Like, why have you got him on? He can't. Like, have you not done any? Got these people media trained? You can't have him. So, on the one hand, I agree with you. I don't want Carragher doing our games. On the other hand, I take him over Alan Smith, the boring bastard. Boring bastard, who absolutely hates us as well. Yeah, it does. Good. I hate him. So I'm yeah. glad. Glad. Good. Fuck him. But yeah, it's just like, it's. It, I don't. I, they they just trying to sell the narrative of. It, because let's be fair if it was a neutral game if we were, if it was just two neutral teams and one of the teams was 2-0 down and down to 10 men you'd turn over wouldn't you I, if I'm not watching any more of this this is going off so that's all the reason they were doing it but Newcastle I think I don't know if we were caught on the hop by how energetic they were but they just seemed to th- they, they did seem to get like a case of the fuckums and go well we'll just keep on having a go because otherwise we're, we're going to lose anyway I think and a lot of that did... comes down to Eddie Howe, though, to be honest. Yeah. That, that's but we didn't like... react, did we? That was the no. problem. We didn't you react to the fact that the him. energy was high. Like, he's a brave manager, isn't he? Like, he always has been. Except that's, when he's facing why... questions about his boss. <laughs> well, yeah. But I, I mean about on the pitch, not off the pitch. But that's why that stat exists that you mentioned before. Because mm. even in the past, when we've been in a bit of a sticky spell, I've, I've, yeah. I remember thinking, have we got Bournemouth at home coming up? Happy days. There we go. Eddie Howe's going to He's never going to show on Dyson. going to have loads of people. Exactly. He's like the absolute antithesis, isn't he? So mm. um, I think that comes into it a lot. Like, and as you and said again, before, Newcastle on a bad team, are they? No, I was impressed with them today, to be fair. Yeah, so you've got, to give, you've got to put it down to they, they're not a bad team either. There's no excuse for us, though, to be surprised by them having high energy. Because any time I've watched them this season, that kind of defines what they do. Like, they're just oh, shit, I don't know. We've been surprised hour. by who's in our own team sometimes this season. Mm. Were you worried about Fabinho when he got the early yellow? Yeah. I yeah. watched strange, strangely now, and I don't think he had many moments after that, did he? No, Which he was. Were, he played well. He had a good game, right. but I was worried. I, I would have probably Yeah, I was worried. Up. I was even worried when we made all the changes. 
and we took the other two midfielders off and left Fabinho out there. Performance-wise, I had no problem with that, but I just thought, oh, he's one like late tackle away from this being 10v10, and then who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought Fabinho had a good game. He was one of our better players, I thought. That's two decent games in a week now, so hopefully like he's finding a bit of form. And Salads um, are working out. We're going to need yeah, him on Tuesday yeah. as well, like, big time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, at least it's not, um, it's not a roast dinner day, is it? So it should be all right on Tuesday. <laughs> no, no one has a roast dinner on a Tuesday unless they've and, gone the Toby Carvery. Unless, unless he has a fucking massive roast dinner tomorrow and he's still feeling the effects on Tuesday. <laughs> Extra Yorkshire's. But no, good to see him back playing somewhere like you know what we what we used to. Uh, hopefully, he's turned the corner now and he can he can have a strong end to the season. Um, what did you make of all the substitutions that we made? It was a quadruple change. Don't usually see that. Reaction to Darwin wasn't it? I think we were making some anyway, but then Dar- I don't know. Actually, well, I think it, I, think I don't know if we were, making, anyway, were we making four. Jotter and Bobby oh. were already coming on. It right, felt pre-planned okay. anyway. With Tuesday coming up, there's only a short turnaround, so it's almost like they knew we had to make changes at a certain point. So that, I always felt like we would make quite a lot of changes. Um, the, the, the big takeaway for me with the changes is how Boss Milner was. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> he had at the end when he was just diving <laughs> in and tackle after tackle. It was unbelievable. Uh, it I was, was like, oh, it really, lad. It was great. That, yeah. That's the takeaway for me from the subs. Yeah, I, my other boss. takeaway from the subs, though, was first 10 minutes, Bobby was fucking world class. Everything he did was just pure quality. And then and all of then, a sudden, it was like, just started giving it away and letting them have like counter attacks on us. It, we just got like the full Bobby experience there. Yeah, do, like, you know, do you know when a player comes back from injury and the rusty it was like the other yeah. way down with Bobby on it the rust for him was he was looking good and then he realised and got back into his normal routine it was just it, fucking he about was so good it. though when he first came on everything he did he was just turning away from people <coughs> like making little angles for passes just brilliant and then he just got dead sloppy and just kept losing the ball um, well isn't isn't that symptomatic of A how the team was in those last few minutes and then B the way he plays like the back heels the turns all that kind of yeah. stuff it is high, high risk. risk, yeah. Yeah, so it can, it can and, end up. Yeah, the, the team's not in that mode at the moment, is it? Yeah, you know, we're, I, we're kind of fighting our way back, aren't we? Where we just want to play a little bit of sensible football before, like the tricks and all that start coming out. <laughs> and Bobby was like, "Nah, fuck that! I'm gonna do the tricks." Yeah, there was, before, a, there was a back heel like about thirty yards from our goal on the right wing. Back heeled it straight to one of their players, and then there was the other one when like he. He's trying to play it to Milner and he's hit it behind him and Anthony Gordon's suddenly running like clean through on that our defence. He had a 3v2. He plays it to Wilson and Allison needs to make a great save. Because oh, if that bring goes up in, Allison. No, yeah. if that, there's like 10 minutes left at that point or something. If that goes in, if they get to 2-1, we'd have fucking shit ourselves. We yeah. need to talk about Ali, to be yeah, fair. Talk about he's had Allison, 3 or 4, yeah. hasn't he, today? 1v1. How yeah. good is he on the 1v1? He's brilliant. He's absolutely Best in the world. And he's, the, he's like the one player whose form has not fluctuated at all. He's yeah. just been brilliant all season. I think he's made like one mistake or something, but you know that's going to happen anyway. But he's been on top of his game He's like else a, has fell off a cliff. He's like he's on a trampoline when he's on the one-on-ones because he bounces back from the floor so quickly when he gets down there. It's like it's really remarkable to see. It's like just, it's for such, I've said it many times, for such, for such a big guy, he's he'll be down he'll be back straight up it's just like that's the strength of him he's not only is he very long and he's flexible but he's straight back up after it as well to recover for the recovery um he's been our player of the season i think no doubt he seems to just you know with those 1v1s 
he seems to just cover every little bit of space yeah. and he does it How with all different it. parts of his body. Yeah. It's not like he'll make every save with the same part of his body. You know, he just seems to like spread his body out, like so he's covering all bases, if you like. I mean, the one we say from Wilson, it's his left leg. He's, he's mm. stretched his left leg out. He's got both of his arms outstretched. His chest's like leaning across to try and make a block. So it goes across and he saves it with his foot. But if it if it doesn't go there, you look at like the various body parts where he's just covering every every available space. That um, wasn't even a bad finish, that. Maybe it was going in the corner. No, and there was the, he, the one in, in the first half as well, like in the first few minutes, when like he's he, he flicked it up. I think he he saved it, like he just got a hand to it, flicked it up and caught it. That was like he's he's so quick coming out though, and it, that's what I was going to say. Commit. The impressive thing for me is how he closes the space. To yeah, he's on them in a flash, isn't he? And then and when he gets there, he doesn't commit. Like he doesn't like just go to ground and you know so you can lift it over him. He's he's right in front of them, and he's just like trying to you know block every every bit of space. So you must look and think, shit, I've got nowhere to go here. There's yeah. no gaps. Makes the goal smaller. Doesn't it's just it? incredible. It does. Like the one v ones, he's absolutely unreal. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I tell you, who I want to talk about. I thought Harvey was really sharp today. Was really neat and tidy, lovely little passes, making angles, um, and in those last ten or fifteen minutes, he seemed to be involved in pretty much everything we were doing. So I thought like that was a, a positive game for him. And I don't know where that's going to, you know, he's not going to start against Real Madrid. I don't think he's going to start against Real Madrid, but I don't know. I think you go with experience in that. But what are we thinking? Is, is Bajetic going to start that game? Because I thought he was okay today, but he wasn't as impressive as he has been. It was a fairly quiet performance from him, I thought. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I didn't think he had a great game, to be honest. Um I liked what he did on Monday. Like the, the concern I had ahead of Monday was him playing as an eight because I've not seen that before. Obviously, yeah. it's him in midfield in generals new, isn't it? He just playing as a six or the eight was an interesting thing. But he was boss on Monday. I thought today looked more like somebody who wasn't quite sure what he was supposed to be doing there, and that probably a lot of that comes down to the opponent. And then Tuesday, the opponent just goes up a notch yeah. again, doesn't it? You're up against the likes of Modric and players like that, so. Um, the only thing I'm unsure of is who, who what's the alternative? Yeah, mm. yeah, I think he probably will because what's the alternative? It's not like we have a, it's not like we have a lot of options. Yeah. It feels like those three are who we need to go with. Um, and if Fabinho's playing, Harvey, but that that means Bajet is just going to have to be one of the eight. Yeah, if Fabinho's playing, so I'm assuming he, he will start. Well, he wouldn't but... have to. You could have Hendo and Harvey, but then you'd have them on the opposite side to where they've been. You know as effective as he can be. Yeah. When Harvey plays as, a, as an eight, you want him over on the right, don't you, where he's linking up with yeah. Mo and Trent, but then that's where Hendo's at his best. So that's where the the, the imbalance comes in a little bit. Um, so I think it'll be the same midfield. I, I think it will, but I, I also think probably after about an hour, I think we'll see Harvey. 
Yeah, know, just, just a good I think Harvey did look sharp as well. I agree. Like he played some really good through balls, um, but a lot of that I think was down to the fact that Newcastle were still pushing. They were leaving some huge gaps. Like we should have made them pay. We should towards the end. A lot of that was down to Jota on it, and maybe he gets a pass. Mo was well, a little though. bit rusty. Mo was wasteful. At I mean that one when like that like piled a puff shot just straight to the keeper. Harvey was fuming at that because he was in space. If he'd have just rolled it to him. Um, what about the Robbo one? Good. Oh, the Robbo one. You know oh, what? Just, I'm conflicted oh. about that, though, because no, you say I always shoot. say he should never, <laughs> ever be allowed to shoot. And then I was kicking off that he didn't shoot. And my dad went, hang on a minute. <laughs> you said he's not allowed to shoot. Make your mind off. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, but you normally really... mean the ones where they're speculative, don't you? That wasn't no, I just mean that right I've specifically said <laughs> he should off. never, ever be allowed to shoot under any circumstances. So I can't really, like... You go back on that and say, "Well, you should have had a shot, Robbo." You just can say it. <laughs> no, he's got it. He's got, there wasn't even it, that's. He, he was in such a position where it ceases being the shot. It's more like you just have to pass it into the net. It's not like you'd have to be that good. What a move yeah. it was as well. Oh, oh, brilliant football. Really good. It, yeah. I. It almost seemed like because it was such a good move, he didn't want to. He wanted to get that extra pass to make it look that extra little bit special. Yeah. I'm not sure that's what he actually thought, but it seemed that way. It's like, and just one more pass so we can just knock it into an empty net. But he should have got himself there. I think See, he would have scored. It's probably his assist battle with Trent, isn't it? He's thinking about just like boosting his numbers. He's not asked about goals. Possibly. But it, it, it was just, uh, again, that was just symptomatic of those last 20 minutes where we had lots of chances and it seemed like we were having a kick about in the park and we weren't that arsed. Um, and Jota especially, who... What about Diogo's header? Fucking hell. Well, he, he, I mean, he was obviously arsed because Milner had, a, had, a, had an arm round the round the shoulder at yeah. the end of the game talking to him about it. Like, so the second was, was fucking brilliant. The one that just Yeah, the loop in the bobby, yeah. Like, the yeah. athleticism to be able to get to that and direct it where he did, that was that was fucking amazing the encouraging sign there is him getting into the positions and yeah. I know that's like the, the cliche and everything but it's true with him because he can finish we know he can finish so if he's finding them positions then it's probably only a matter of time before he starts scoring so that's a good thing that is the frustrating thing for me is when we've been missing all these chances for months I've had it in my head. It's like, oh, you know, we need Jota back. He's clinical. He, do, he doesn't miss them. And then he comes in today and he's just as bad as all the others for, like, missing sitters and that. But the the one as well when, like, I think Harvey just rolled it to him and he, he went round the keeper. The second he went round the keeper, that chance was gone because he, he's, he's just allowing, like, three defenders to get back and block it. He needed to take that earlier. But I suppose it just, it's games and confidence. Just got to get like a sharpness back. It would have just been really nice if he could have got a goal today, just setting him up for Tuesday because he's going to play a part. Especially now, if, if Darwin doesn't make it, well, you know, Jota's probably going to play, isn't he? Um, unless they go Gakpo on the left and, and Bobby in Bobby, the middle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just think I'd, I'd prefer Jota on the left to Gakpo. We may as well talk about the Real Madrid game now because we've mentioned it like a few times already. Um, are you expecting us to win that game? No. Oh, well, I knew you wouldn't. Brownie? Well, I don't know. Why? Don't. Because we've been shit for ages. Like know, Madrid you, you're Mr. Pessimism, aren't you? Mr. Sports well, Pessimism. Yeah, was, yeah, do you know what? You're right because we were really good last season and we played Real Madrid. Did we beat them then? And did you expect us to beat them then? I kind of did, but I kind of did, but you know I kind of did because I said it, but I don't like saying these things before a game, and then we lost. So I was I was proved right to be pessimistic. 
I'm you know what football's like, though, don't you? Like, it's got this mad habit of like just reversing and flipping. So it wouldn't surprise me if they pass us off the park and the clearly the better team, but we nick a win. Wouldn't I think surprise we'll win. Me. I'm not. I'm not, not saying I think me. we'll go through. I think we'll win on Tuesday, and then what happens after that? I don't know. But I do think we'll win on Tuesday. Well, you always think we're going to win, though. You're the one who wanted them in the first place, so you better think we were going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah but when I wanted, to, when I said I wanted to get them, I mean, we weren't as shit as what we've been lately. When I wanted them, I thought we'd be good. I didn't know we'd be shit. Yeah, yeah. but that's still, you wanted them. I, I think <clears throat> I, Brownie's right. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they passed us off the park and we lost, and I wouldn't actually be surprised if we, if we managed to beat them. Neither would surprise me because. They, I know they're not, they've not been playing that great recently. Um, I, I think a lot will depend on whether Nunez is playing. To be honest, yeah. To be able There's to, no to, chance to... he's playing. I'll tell you that now, based on what Fox said after the game. Like he said, he's in pain, and he said it'd be the first time someone's been in pain, and it's not been something to worry about. So I, sounds I, I like a like knock that. on his medical staff more than the player himself. To be <laughs> honest. Let's um, hope he's just got a really low pain threshold, and, and I reckon he he that. seems the type to me. <laughs> He seems the type to me. Um, But I think a lot would would depend on whether he plays, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't really know how... If I was was having to put money on it, I'd probably bet on a draw because I don't know how to call it. So if I don't know how to call it each way, it's probably a draw. Mm. But that's not really going to help us, especially if it's a score draw. Because you know the dev, all oh, the away goals don't count anymore in Europe. Today they took that. They took another another fun piece of uh, yeah, yeah. football. They took away. So yeah, it doesn't actually matter. So a draw, a draw, I think would probably be all right, and because we could probably play more on the counter at theirs than we can than we can at home. But again, we don't beat Real Madrid when we're good, so I don't really expect us to beat them when we're bad. And we've been pretty shit away from home all season, mm. mostly. Yeah, well, that's why it's important to try and get at home as well. <laughs> yeah, it depends how upfit the crowd are as well. Like, uh, you know, it, in a Champions League game like that, because again, the crowd will be up for it. But there's also like, will there be an element of a lack of belief because the team has been playing so badly? I don't this season? think so. I think the crowd mm. will be well up for it. Yeah, we've I had a good week, so. good couple of wins. Yeah, I didn't feel that on Monday in in the stadium. Like, it didn't feel like, oh no, it was. Uh, there's no, definitely it was positive vibes yeah. there, so I I think it will be well up for it. I'm not, not even so much. That. I don't know what you mean by positive vibes, actually, but I'm more so thinking it was more like the new we needed here. If yeah. The team needs us. We've got to do our bit, um, and they did. You know, the crowd did do it, and it's the same on Tuesday. You know, we are going to need the crowd definitely. Uh, so yeah, I think the the atmosphere will be exactly what you'd expect it to be. Team more or less picks itself, doesn't it? I don't think it's going to be. It, it depends. Do we have on, concerns on about certain players like Verge? Can Verge play two games in such a short turnaround? After had being to out do for a while, massive amount of running today. Did he? Um, what did you think well, no, of his performance didn't. today? We haven't it's, talked about it yet. I don't know. You know, there was a couple of times where Newcastle were like, and I know he does this. Like, he was getting ran at like that. Isak or some maximum were like running at him, and he's just like. Strolling around, isn't he? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned about not it. And that, I am. What <laughs> yeah. can do something, will you? He's just like literally just going towards his own goal, almost waiting for them to commit so we can react to it. But he's not as sharp as he as he was like a year, two years ago on reacting to mm. it. So it worries me when he does that. Um, I yeah, thought I he, he played pretty okay. well. The only thing, going back to what you just said there about like the what you wouldn't normally see from him, was the one when. 
Uh, Alison had to tip it onto the bar. It was it? It was Sam Maximum, wasn't it? Or it was, was it? He's, I don't know. It was when he's 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 got in down the right, cut in past Robbo, and Verge just come out to close him down and didn't didn't get the block in. He's like sidestepped him, and he's tried to curl it, and Alison's tipped it onto the bar, and that. I looked at that and thought, oh, would that have happened a couple of years ago? Mm, not not I mean, sure. Yeah. Not sure. It wasn't like it, that he's done anything wrong. You know, if it's any other defender, you're not thinking anything of it at all. It's like it's just good play by the forward. But because it's Virgil and we hold him to such high standards, you look at it and you go, oh, I don't know. Is is that is that something what like he would have dealt with two years ago? Maybe it wouldn't have been. I don't know. Maybe like we've just got too high expectations where like you're just expecting perfection from him. But then he set the bar that high, didn't he? It's not our fault, you know. That was, yeah, the, that not, was the bar that he set with, like how yeah. incredible he was. It's not that long ago we were talking about that mad stat where hadn't he not been dribbled past for like yeah. a year or something stupid like that? Apart from that and Arsenal jabroni, who, who never actually dribbled past, yeah. and that was like a yeah. complete <laughs> phony stat. That but Virgil like, li- just let literally... him run up his own ass, and then like yeah. he didn't go past him. But, but uh, yeah, I, I actually. Just, just a digression. Do you want to just opine, uh, Dave, on Arsenal Aston Villa today? Because that's like, there's two, there's two rules in there, isn't it? Playing against each other. Yeah. Arsenal being yeah. Arsenal, but never trust a Villa. Yeah, I think if Arsenal were playing anyone else today, they would have probably lost. But it's Villa, isn't it? So, mm. yeah, they cancelled each other out. And Villa's villainess is much more strong than Arsenal's Arsenalness at the moment. They've got a longer history of being Villa, haven't they? And Arsenal <laughs> trying to shed that Arsenalness, and and to some extent, they have done. It's yeah. still there, but not as strong. But with Villa, no, it's. How frustrating is it seeing Villa. fucking Man City laying eggs down Ugh, when, like, whenever it's, it's against sickening. us, they don't it's do it. Why are they doing it now? It's like now you fucking decide you're going to be shit. Just fuck off. Fuck It's almost like they don't want to win the league this year because they're trying to like. You know, disguise all of the cheating and say, "Well, you, you saying we're cheating? Well, Arsenal just beat us to the title." It's like, "Fuck off, twat." <clears throat> I think it's more that, that last season took it out of them as much as it took it out of us. Except yeah. they've got a bigger squad with more quality and depth, so they've been able to get away with it a bit more. Plus, they've got the uh, Norwegian Terminator up front, like masking it a little bit with the goals. But I still yeah, think t- they're winning. I, I think well, you they've got to play that. Arsenal again shortly, yeah, haven't they? So that Arsenal. Would... Arsenal were lucky today. I mean, that fucking fair goal was just like a joke. I mean, oh, it's they, they played well second half, to be fair. They did play well, but like, them. don't forget though, Brown. I mean, like that um, Leon Bailey at the bar, like a couple of minutes yeah, before yeah. the winner. So you know, things could have gone really badly for them. But uh, I don't even mind that Arsenal won that today because it, it was just good seeing that happen to that fucking keeper because he's, he's such a, a fucking prick. dickhead. Um, yeah, he's an absolute dickhead. This is what I happened to him today. That. It was like, yeah, that, I'm all right with that. Like you deserve that, you tit. No, back to Liverpool. Yeah, uh, just wanted to digress on that. <laughs> I know. I think we've pretty much covered everything. I mean, from from today's game. Anything else you wanna you wanna add about today? No, and then when we so. end about ten minutes later, someone will message go, "Oh, we never talked about a key event that we've totally forgotten right, I'll tell about." You what, let's just go through the team and think if anything jumps out at us. We've mentioned Allison, yeah. uh, Trent, with the goal performance, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's some of his passing, by the way, was unreal, especially early on. Like he, he looked like he was getting back into yeah. a bit of a groove. Um, Wasn't yeah, bad was defensively. Yeah, didn't really nothing. No, considering out. who he was, who he was up against, yeah. like he's, he's a handful, isn't he? He did all right, I thought. Yeah, Robbo, solid. Yeah, yeah, fine. 
Gomez had one of his moments, didn't he? The, the one where he's he headed lost. it right to the edge of the box. No, the one where I was he does right this weird that. thing. Yeah, I know no, what you mean, but that no, one. No, you I can't. Think. It's got to go to the side. Like you don't. Rule number one: you do not clear the ball to the like edge of the box. Was that when Almiron shot wide? I don't know who it was. I just remember seeing it come to the edge of the bottom. Like, no, not there. Sideways. I give a corner away. I don't care. Just not there. Don't give a corner away because they look like they were going to score from every corner they had. Uh, No, I thought you were going to say about Gomez was just the one when he lost uh, Isaac completely. Some Maximan got down the right, cut it back. Oh, yeah. I mentioned it on the chat, didn't I? Yeah, he just lost him. Yeah, he just just fell asleep for the second. Listen, you you know more than anyone, don't you? You've been banging on about it. He's got them moments in it. That's... That's Overall, he was, he was, you know, I thought he, he played pretty well. Do you well, pick him on Tuesday then, or do you bring Joel? Um, I, I go with Joel if it's me, but I would have gone with Joel today. Maybe that's why Joel didn't play today, because yeah. two games in like four days, maybe maybe he plays. Um, I think it makes sense to, to rotate that. If Canate was fit, Canate would play, obviously, but no, I, I think Joel might play. I don't know. What do you reckon, Jules? I'd go with Joel. Um... I think it's. I don't think it really matters because I think Joel's been pretty off form this season. Mm. So I know Gomez hasn't been great either, but I think that Matip's been so so much off form recently that either way, I don't think it matters. Yeah. I would guess that Matip's going to play, but um, I also wouldn't. I'm, sitting, I'm not sitting on the fence. If I'm leaning, if I had to again, if I'm leaning one way, I, I would say Gomez is probably going to start. And I'm alright with that. In normal circumstances, if Matip was at the peak form, then obviously I would want Matip, but he's not he's, he's looked very, very shaky recently, more shaky than Gomez. Yeah. I just Confidence think he looks better be when he's with Verge, though. That might not be backed up by it, but that's just the kind of impression and the feeling. No, I, I agree. When Matip's also, with like Gomez or Canate, he almost feels like he's You can't keep chopping and changing that back, too. That's part of the problem with, with us. Did last with our, year, we rotated it game by game. It was like Klopp Matip likes one week Canate. So. Yeah, but yeah. we were more defensively solid. We were more solid as a team. When you, when the team is choppy, when you're defensively, you're not yeah. great. The last thing you need to do is you do that when you're good and on top. You don't do it when you when you strike when you can see them three goals away from home all the time. You just try and keep a you want some stability back there to, to try and counter the fact that you keep you keep giving up all these chances and conceding these goals. So. That, I agree with you on last season, but again, that, that was because we were good and we had we had the, the bandwidth to do that. We don't got that this season. Also, on Gomez, I think it's worth mentioning, like, he had two absolutely fucking brilliant passes, you know, that led to chances. Like, so, credit for that. Like, Joel normally gives us something going forward, not with passes, but, like, you know, with him breaking Dribbles, the lines, yeah. running through, yeah. causing havoc. Gomez isn't going to do that, but I feel like he's really improved you know, with like playing through balls and that, and it was, he's not exactly like Trent, but a couple of passes he played were very Trent-like, so I'll give him credit for that. Um, I, Virgil I would... had a boss one as well, didn't he, to Mo? Remember the one where um, it ended up with Trent whipping a really dangerous ball and like mm. the crossfield pass from Verge, that was just textbook, you know, where he does them big 50-yard raking ones over to Mo, yeah. love seeing that. Virgil said afterwards about, like he was asked about like, a, you know, kind of like not specifically these words but it was like are you back uh, like the team I mean not not specifically Virgil and he said you know we've had good wins before and we've not built on them but this feels different um, yeah. he said it feels a bit different he didn't say it's like definitely different he said it feels a bit different would you go along with that are you feeling that it's different 
I would say that we when we were we were talking about baby steps earlier in the season. Um, well, I say a couple of months ago, not that long ago, and I and I said that I didn't really feel like we were making any steps at all. That I didn't have a lot of confidence in what was going on. This the win over Everton and this win today. This does feel like there's some movement. We're getting we're starting to get some traction. We're starting to move in the right direction. That we are those baby steps are happening this time. And for for my money, this this feels like we are starting to to we we're starting to find out where the problems are and patch them up as best we can and move forward. We, I didn't feel like that. Um, Earlier in uh, earlier in January, it feels well, like we had back ages to ago. back wins, didn't we, with Villa and Leicester, and it was yeah. really not convincing. Didn't feel like it, and then we went and shit the bed at Brentford, yeah. yeah. And then we were That's... talking like we were getting like, did we draw with somebody? We drew with like Wolves in the cup or whatever. That it just, but it never felt like it never felt like there was any rhythm or cohesion. It just felt like a series of random results put together that didn't really add up to anything. Mm. Whereas this feels like there's something the. the, the the, whether it's Gakpo starting to learn to play in the team and Nunez coming back, I know Nunez might be injured now, but Nunez you know, starting to, to, to get a rhythm with Salah, which is in turn, because we're creating chances now. We were, we were going through a period where we were not creating chances, where we look completely sterile up front. We don't look like that now. So that in itself, to me, and we've kept two clean sheets. Now, albeit we have ridden our luck a little bit, but then at the same time, isn't that not the same in most games? You know, the, these teams aren't whatever to know, but these teams aren't terrible teams. They are going to create chances against you. So whilst we are we're riding a little bit of luck, we're keeping clean sheets, we're creating chances. That to me feels like a, an actual upward trajectory. Yeah, and I'm not putting anything on the, the clean sheets because we've needed Allison to be man of the match today for us to keep a mm. clean sheet. That's fair. And, and just in terms of, I don't think we can say, oh, you know, defensively now we're suddenly really solid. Well, as you said, we, we've you know rode our luck a bit to get those clean sheets. So I'm not putting too much into that. And again, I, I'm more occupied, like pre- preoccupied with the strikers and what they're doing. It's like if we're scoring goals, we'll be fine because we're not going to be letting in loads of goals that way we let in three at Brentford three at Brighton that's not going to continue so get it right at the other end and everything will take care of itself for me and it looks like we're definitely moving in the right direction when it comes to you know the the attacking side of the game um whether it feels different I, I think it does not just because of the two performances, but just the mood. You, you, you can kind of, you know, just from things that they're all saying, like the players and Klopp, you just feel like maybe the Wolves game was kind of like, we've been, all season we've been saying, which is going to be the low point, is this as bad as it gets? And, and it feels like they said enough's enough after that Wolves game. And uh, They had a meeting on the Sunday, which, you know, we'll probably never know what got said in that meeting, unless Pep Linders wants to do another book at the end of the season, which I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he probably won't. Um, so whatever got said, we're never going to know that, but it, it feels like, you know, they were all saying what a good week of training they'd had, and, you know, Hendo and Milner had spoken to the team about, like, you know, this stops now, we've got to just get back to doing what we do and enjoying our football. And they wouldn't have said it beforehand because it's not something that you do. But you know that they were absolutely convinced that they were going to beat Everton. You know, just by stuff they've said afterwards, you can tell, like, amongst, like, the group, they knew they were going to play well in that game and win the game. So I think they've, they've that's helped, but you needed to follow it up by getting something today. A draw would have been okay, 
but the main thing was you can't follow up like a, a feel good derby win by going and losing the next game. So the fact that we've won, forget all like the the, the flaws and the performance, and you know how unconvincing it was against Temer. Forget all that. We've we've gone to St James's Park. We've won two 0 which is what we needed to do. And it does feel like it's you know there's a little bit of momentum building. And as I said earlier on in, in, the, in the pod, whatever happens against Real Madrid, I don't think we if if it's something bad that happens against them, I don't think we should let that impact what we've done like the last couple of games you know you're playing Real Madrid the European champions if you lose that game well you're probably expected to lose it in some ways you know so don't put too much into that now if we play well and win obviously you take a lot from that but if it doesn't go well the main thing is like well you just go to Palace and you get a result at Palace and you keep this keep this little momentum going and you build on it so I think it does feel a bit different and whatever happens against Real Madrid, I'm not going to let that change how I'm feeling about it. But if you were to go to Palace and lose, then you're back to square one again. That's the way I see that. Yeah. I felt better on Monday night um, about the like short to medium term than I do tonight, to be honest. A lot of that's down to the context of the game, the fact that they went down to 10 men, were 2-0 up. You, you both mentioned earlier that when that um, red card happened, you were thinking, yeah, go on 5-6-0. I never for one second expected that we could do that because that's what we would have done at our ruthless best we'd have, we'd have just destroyed them we took them to the cleaners we were never going to do that what I was looking for was just a boring game from that sense you've got a big game coming on Tuesday just keep the ball make them run just make it a really uneventful boring game but we can't say it was we needed Allison, even with 10 men to bail us out a little bit so that for me is the concern I, I don't want to sound like a negative twat but that that was the concerning part for me. Doesn't usually it. I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted it to be a boring game, and it wasn't. At two 0 like yeah. we we should have done better. No, can I, I just point? I wanted us to twat them. No. Can I just say we were meant to be going through the team one by one, and people will go, "You never finished that." So let's just finish that. Well, so, we already spoke about the midfield we, we, earlier. We done we? Yeah, well, Hendo, yeah. we were fine with Bacetic. We've talked about Fabinho. We've talked really about quiet today. He, I don't think he did a lot, Hendo. Well, yeah, he had he a couple of good moments, but then he wasn't in the game a lot, no, was he? He, he felt like he it wasn't. just bypassed him quite a bit. That's All right, then I mean, we I... didn't talk about Hendo. No, we didn't. <laughs> I, d- I don't feel like that. We had the, the control in midfield that I would have liked to have seen. We said Bajetic was, was quiet. Hendo was quiet. And I thought Fabinho was fine. You know, decent. Yeah. No problem with Fabinho. And we talked about the front three. Uh, we didn't really talk about Gakpo much. We scored. We talked we talk about it then. Goal. We didn't really talk about. It. Should have scored that header as well. Oh, straight really after the free kick after yeah. they were sent off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now if that goes in, if we get it the might. third right after the red card, then it's game on. You know, for, like yeah. for what me and Jules are wanting. If we'd have yeah. scored immediately there, I think that does change everything. Um, but then we didn't, and then you know Newcastle got back into it. Like they they, they had a good foothold in the game. They played well and. Um, but the three points is all that matters, and like other results today, it's a bit weird when you're looking at like Fulham and Brighton's results, <laughs> and and there's like it's got a bearing on us. So like Fulham beat Brighton today, didn't he? So yeah. I was looking at the table before, and we've got games in hand. Oh, we can go above Fulham with like winning games in hand. Uh, the Wolves game on it a week Wednesday. Yeah, uh, we can Brighton if we get we've. Tottenham play tomorrow and we'll have two games in hand on Tottenham. So if Tottenham don't win tomorrow, we're in position to go above them if we win the games in hand. So you're what have they got tomorrow? Um, 
can't remember that. I'll check. I'll have, I'll, I'll, no, I'll have a look. Sorry. I'd, I'd like, tea, I'd like to think we don't have to worry too much about Fulham and Brighton or am I wrong? We, we shouldn't, am I, am we I shouldn't being dismissive? To. I don't know. Spurs are at home to West Ham. Okay. That'll be one Spurs are a weird team, aren't they? Very weird team. You don't it know what you're like getting from every them. game West Ham has 1-1. Because <laughs> draw 1-1 every week. Is that why they're 18th? Yeah, it does. It just feels like it's like 1-1 every week. So, yeah, I think I think West Ham will get something there. Uh, which would then mean we can go above Spurs. So, we are four behind Tottenham now. With a game we've got in a hand. game in hand. Yeah, yeah, we've got a game in hand. We haven't got a game in hand over Brighton. We've got the same goal difference and same points as them. Which is mad because everyone's going on about what a good season they're having and how shit we've been and we're on the same points as them. I didn't realise what you said earlier though, Dave, that we play two league games before Newcastle play again. Is that what you said? Yeah, because they don't play next weekend because they've got the cup, cup final. final. Yeah, that, that's So we play next weekend and then we've got the midweek Wolves. game, the rearranged Wolves game, haven't yeah. we? So by that point, we'll have played the game more than them. But we could be on the same points but haven't played the game more but their game in hand is Man City away. I wouldn't even rule out them beating Man City, you know. It's just you just automatically think, oh City, you're not getting anything from that. No, Fucking I hell, Everton got a draw at Man yeah. City. I think they set up pretty badly for City as we well. We beat though. Man you know, City. Kinds of teams, the kind of teams we that don't win there, though. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be weird, like wanting Man City to win that game, but um, yeah. So that we win those games in hand, and there's a good chance we we will be fourth. In a couple of weeks, as long as Tottenham don't win tomorrow, it's weird. Because we we just mm. felt like we were adrift a couple of weeks ago. Felt like we'd just been cast adrift, didn't it? That that was the big thing about winning today, wasn't it? I know it's the the cliche of the six pointer, but it is, isn't it? Like, cause you you're preventing them from getting points, and you're also gaining on them at the yeah. same time. So, yeah, massive. Yeah. So, Real Madrid on Tuesday. I'm predicting a win. I'm not predicting any goal scorers purely because I don't know if Darwin's going to play or not because I would be picking Darwin to score. Uh, but no, I'm going to go with a 2-0. No, 2-1. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go 2-1. Jules? 1-1. Brownie? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 1-0. Jules, mm. is that prediction based on Darwin not playing? Um, Yeah. If Darwin plays, change. I think we'll win 7-1. 6-0. 6-0, <laughs> yeah. 6-0. Double hat-trick. So did we definitely go through the whole team? Or have we missed anyone? Uh, I don't think we've done all the subs. <laughs> no, uh, we may as well. We may as well. Let's do the subs. Was there a fifth sub? Or did I miss a fifth sub? Do we make a fifth? Uh, I don't think so. So there we are. If we've missed some, so we missed the, the fifth sub. No. No, so we went through all the subs earlier. Fabio, Milner, Jota. great. Jota, yeah. 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 Uh, and Bobby, great than shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've 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 covered it all. Covered it all. Yeah. Until someone tells us we haven't. Yeah. Okay, let's call it a night. And uh, yeah, we'll be back after the Real Madrid game. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon. best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this it was really good